Hello and welcome to the Sustainable Business Australia podcast celebrating International Women's Day 2018. Marking International Women's Day 2018 in Australia, Sustainable Business Australia launches a podcast series on insights from female leadership within the Sustainable Business Australia member community. These podcasts provide a way of showcasing outstanding business leadership of women in SBA member companies who are working to contribute to the Sustainable Development Goals. SBA launches this podcast series as a contribution to the goal of SDG 5, which aims to achieve gender equality and empower all women and girls by 2030. And today we're joined by Kathleen Thurburn of AGL. Welcome, Kathleen. Hi, Andrew. Thanks for having me. So let's start. Um, Kathleen, tell us a bit about your role uh, and a bit about the organisation that you work in. Well, my substantive role is the Senior Manager of Sustainability at AGL, where on a job share basis, I'm responsible for AGL's sustainability strategy, producing our sustainability report, um, looking after our corporate responsibility program, as well as compliance with obligations under the National Energy and Greenhouse Gas Reporting Scheme. But I'm currently seconded to a project role where I'm leading AGL on the journey towards integrated reporting and more integrated thinking, so helping us to develop and tell our value creation story to our shareholders and to other the stakeholders. All right. Well, let's look more specifically then at what AGL is doing to contribute to the realisation of the Sustainable Development Goals. Where is it at? Is it incorporated into their current report? Is it being looked at as a strategic opportunity? Tell us a bit more about that. Well, as sustainable thinking is one of our core values, and because we've placed such a high priority on sustainability for many years, I think we've actually done a lot of really great groundwork over the last decade or so that contributes to many of the sustainable development goals, especially in the area of climate change. We've invested heavily in renewables, we've set closure dates for our coal-fired generation assets, and we're continuing to advocate for effective long-term government policy to reduce Australia's emissions in a manner that's consistent with the long-term interests of consumers and investors. But the sustainable development goals are really now just, I think, starting to take off in Australia, and they're increasingly becoming a common common currency through which sustainability issues are discussed. And I think a lot of organisations are now including SDGs in their corporate reporting. And this is something we're actually really keen to make sure that if we do it, we do it in a meaningful way, because I think we're seeing a lot of organisations peppering mention of the SDGs at, you know, at every page in their report. And Mm. and we want to see maybe if there's a better way of doing that. And we also do recognise that there are still some divergent views within the investment community about the role of SDGs um, for businesses. Mm -hmm. Um, We recently took the opportunity, though, to ask some of our stakeholders which of the 17 SDGs they thought we should be focusing on. Um, Their top four, unsurprisingly, um, were SDG 7, Affordable and Clean Mm -hmm. Energy, SDG 13, Climate Change Action, SDG 9, Industry Innovation and Infrastructure, and SDG 5, Gender Equality. So I think these are all areas that we have been contributing to for many years in their own right, sustainable development goals aside, but that's because we recognise that progress in these areas is really critical to creating value for our organisation in the long term. So what specifically are you and your organisation contributing to on SDG 5? You've already highlighted it, but what's the specific programs, approach, strategic decisions that are being made and what involvement do you have in those? 
Well, inclusive of all is one of our four key values at AGL. And to that end, we've had a really strong focus on diversity and inclusion. Um, we recognise that having a workforce that reflects the diversity of the customers that we serve and the community in which we operate helps us to be a better business. We have an organisation-wide diversity and inclusion council, which is chaired by our CEO, and it oversees a, a comprehensive strategy to build inclusion and foster diversity in all its forms across our workplaces. And while this council focuses on more than just gender diversity, it's probably fair to say that gender is absolutely one of the core planks. And so we've been working hard to shift the gender balance and we monitor gender diversity across all levels of the organisation. We are one of 25 ASX50 companies to have reached a level of at least 30% female representation on the board. And for a number of years, we've also had a target to increase the representation of women in our senior leadership pipeline to above 40% by FY19. And we actually achieved this target at the end of calendar year 2017. We've spent time identifying opportunities around improving our recruitment processes, ensuring that we have women represented on shortlists for senior roles and in less traditional occupations, um, that, they're on, that they're in the hiring panels, and that the representation of women in the senior, senior leadership pipeline is included as a closely watched number in our monthly performance reporting that the executive discusses. We also include gender pay equity analysis and reporting in our annual remuneration review system to make sure that leaders are um, seeing what's actually um, happening when they're making those remuneration decisions to make sure it's at the forefront of their mind. Um, and we're also an industry leader on, on some things like parental leave support. So from July last year, we increased our paid parental leave from 14 weeks to 20 weeks, providing greater flexibility for our people who are primary carers to spend time with their baby. Um, I'm the chair of AGL's Family and Domestic Violence Working Group, and I'm really proud of the work we've also done in this space over the last 12 months to strengthen our stand against family and domestic violence. Family and domestic violence can absolutely impact men as well as women in heterosexual and same-sex relationships, as well as children in family relationships. So it's not just a women's issue or a gender issue, but there are distinct gendered patterns in the perpetration and impact of violence. So I think our work in this space is a great contribution to SDG 5. We've taken the leading step of starting to roll out company-wide family and domestic violence training to all of our people to raise awareness, change behaviours and attitudes towards this issue and ensure that we can recognise the signs of someone who might need support and confidently respond in a caring and inclusive way. We've also added a special family and domestic violence hotline that our people can ring to get support and access specialised services. We've also committed to supporting our customers who are impacted by family and domestic violence. All of our contact centre employees receive special training on how to assist customers experiencing family violence, both in terms of account security and referrals to external assistance services. But what do you see as the challenges and the opportunities for Australia? around realising SDG 5? So more broadly, rather than just AGL as a company, what, what does Australia need to, to look at when it comes to SDG 5 and the realisation of the, the targets and the indicators and ultimately the goal itself? Well, it's a tricky one. Um, I think when we are in large corporates who have the resources to, um, you know, spend time and effort on getting their people processes right, um, we can start to feel like we've made a significant move. But then when you start to look at maybe smaller businesses um, or um, you know, other non sort of people in corporate roles, I think there's probably a lot further to go um, than maybe what sometimes we are um, blinkered into thinking because of the, some of the leading work that we've done in our organisation. 
Um, I think there is always going to be a challenge for men in the workplace when there are gender targets in place in case there's a tendency for men to think that they're going to get overlooked for roles and promotions because a woman will always get the job. But uh, I don't think this is the case at all, but I think it's also about making sure that men understand as well that this is about doing things like making sure that hiring leaders have filtered out all their conscious and unconscious bias during during the hiring process to make sure that talented women get a seat at the interview table and making sure that workplaces are, are women-friendly, which often means flexible and, and family-friendly to attract women to the organisation. But I think um, this type of workplace culture also benefits men in the workplace too and people who want work-life balance for reasons other than um, other than family. What would mark success for you in the realisation of this goal by 2030? What would success for AGL and ultimately, I guess, what would success look like for Australia in realising SDG 5 by 2030? Um, look, I think in terms of gender, it really needs to... Um, it needs to start with our, our kids in schools. I'm a mum of, of two young boys and I think, you know, they're still young and I think for them they don't see much difference between boys and girls other than, um, you know, the general people that they play with. And I think it's really... Australia needs to focus a lot, I think, on making sure that societal norms start to um, make sure that those um, biases around boys and girls and what they can do and what, what careers they should be um, shunted into actually changes so that everybody has equal opportunity, um, both, both men and women in society. So can you give us some um, insights into, I guess, some statistics, for example, on gender diversity uh, on boards in Australia? I think lots of large organisations and small ones too are making fantastic progress around diversity, but the Australian Institute of Company Directors um, monitors gender diversity frequently and as of November 2017, there were still eight companies in the ASX 200 with no female representation on their boards and 130 companies in the ASX 200 with less than 30% female directors. Well, this is amazing progress from 2015 where there were 30 companies with no female directors and 165 companies with less than 30%, it's clear we've got a really long way to go before Australia reaches gender equity or equality in the boardroom, let alone in business or society more broadly. That was Kathleen Thurburn from AGL. Kathleen's been part of the SBA uh, International Women's Day 2018 podcast series. My name is Andrew Peterson, CEO of Sustainable Business Australia. For all podcasts from SBA, go to www.sba.asn.au. Thank you very much for your time.